It's the 27th Sunday in Ordinary Time here at Good Shepherd Catholic Church in State College, Pennsylvania. The date is October 7th, 2018. Today's readings come from Genesis, chapter 2, verses 18 through 24, as well as Hebrews, chapter 2, verses 9 through 11. The Gospel proclamation comes from Mark, chapter 10, verses 2 through 16. Today's homily is given by Deacon Jack Orlandi. As we listen to the following passages from the book of Genesis, think about why marriage is considered a sacrament that is a sign of God's love. A reading from the book of Genesis. The Lord God formed man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and put him in the garden of Eden to till it and keep it. Then the Lord said, it is not good for that man should be alone. I will make him a helper as his partner. So out of the ground, the Lord God formed every animal of the field and every bird of the air and brought them to the man to see what he would call him. And whatever the man called every living creature, that was its name. The man gave names to all cattle and to the birds of the air and to every animal of the field. But for man, there was not found a helper as his partner. So the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon the man, and he slept. Then he took one of his ribs and closed up in its place with flesh. And the rib that the Lord God had taken from the man, he made into a woman and brought her to the man. Then the man said, This is at last is bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. This one shall be called woman. For out of man this one was taken. Therefore a man leaves his father and his mother and clings to his wife, and they become one flesh. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The following passage from the letter to the Hebrews invites us to ponder why Jesus had to suffer in winning salvation for us. A reading from the letter of the Hebrews. We do indeed see Jesus, who for a little while was made lower than the angels, now crowned with glory and honor because of the suffering of death, so that by the grace of God, he might taste death for everyone. It was fitting that God, for whom and through him all things exist, in bringing many sons and daughters to glory, should make the pioneer of their salvation perfect through suffering. For the one who sanctifies and those who are sanctified are all from one. For this reason, he is not ashamed to call them brothers and sisters. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Lord be with you and with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Glory to you, Lord. The Pharisees approached Jesus and asked, Is it lawful for a husband to divorce his wife? They were testing him. He said to them in reply, What did Moses command you? They replied, Moses permitted a husband to write a bill of divorce and dismiss her. But Jesus told them, 
Because of the hardness of your hearts, he wrote to you this commandment. But from the beginning of creation, God made them male and female. For this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. So they are no longer two, but one flesh. Therefore, what God has joined together, no human being must separate. In the house, the disciples again questioned Jesus about this. He said to them, Whoever divorces his wife and marries another commits adultery against her. And if she divorces her husband and marries another, she commits adultery. And people were bringing their children to him that he might touch them. But the disciples rebuked them. When Jesus saw this, he became indignant and said to them, Let the children come to me. Do not prevent them, for the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. Amen, I say to you, whoever does not accept the kingdom of God like a child will never enter it. Then he embraced them and blessed them, placing his hands on them. The Gospel of the Lord. Good morning. Morning, Jack. I don't know if you noticed, but when we sang the song Arise, the sun came out. (laughs) Must be something with that song. On Tuesday, Father Charity asked me if I would do the homily this weekend, since our readings are about marriage and because I was married. He must have thought that I am some sort of expert on marriage. But I had to ask my wife Colette about that later. (laughs) Scripture gives us so much to think about this weekend, starting with our reading from Genesis. This is the creation story. God has created the earth, the moon, the sun, and the stars. And he said, all is good. He creates man, and then the animals, which he brings to the man to name. And God said, all is good. God is well pleased with his creations, but notices something is still missing. And he said, it is not good for the man to be alone. This is the first time God says that something in his creation is not good. It is not good for the man to be alone. Think about it a minute. Here is this sinless man in perfect fellowship with God, in a perfect environment. What more could this man want or need? Wasn't it enough? Not according to God. God's evaluation was, that the man needed a human companion to correspond with. So what does God do? He cast a deep sleep on the man, and while he was asleep, he took one of the man's ribs and closed up this place with flesh. The Lord God then built up into a woman the rib that he had taken from the man. My wife, Colette, tells me that God saved the very best for last. I can't deny that. 
So when God brought the woman to the man, the man said, This one at last is bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. This one shall be called woman, for out of man this one has been taken. That is why a man leaves his father and mother and clings to his wife, and the two of them become one body. The picture is that the woman is the missing part of the man. Just as a jigsaw puzzle is incomplete if half of its pieces are missing, so a man is incomplete without his wife. God designed it so that the man needs the woman and the woman needs the man. Both are equal persons, and yet both have distinct roles to fulfill. God made Adam out of dust, as we hear. So why didn't he make Eve out of dust? Why did he make her out of Adam's rib? I think God did it to show Adam that his wife was part of him, equal with him, not lower than the creation. A man is to cherish his wife as his own flesh. She was not taken from Adam's head to rule over him, nor from his feet that he should put her down, but she was taken from his side that he would protect her and keep her close to his heart. So what does this have to do with marriage in our world today? Everything. We are told in Genesis, that is why a man leaves his father and mother and clings to his wife, and the two shall become one body. This is the start of marriage. Our theology tells us marriage is something sacred. It gives life. And it owes everything to God, the giver of all life. As Catholics, we view marriage as not only as a sacrament, but as a covenant with God. It is more than a contract between a man and a woman. It is a covenant. A covenant between a man, a woman, and God. Periodically, people will ask me to do a wedding for them, at a catering hall, or on a park, or on the beach. And I tell them, no, that I can't, as the church holds that marriages are to be blessed in the church. And people find that very frustrating. Why, they ask, why do Catholics have to get married in a church? Isn't God everywhere? Well, yes, God is everywhere, I tell them. But God dwells in a special way here in our tabernacle. Here in our church is the source and the summit of our faith. But there is another element. When a couple comes before the church and and into a church and bears witness and professes vows in this sacred setting, a couple performs a public act of humility and faith and belief. They say we don't expect God to come to us at the park or at the beach. We are coming to him in his home. It is a deeper sign of how they are beginning their lives together, and it speaks to what will be important in their marriage. If we grasp the commitment we are making, if we understand what is at stake, and if we believe in the faith in which we were baptized, why would we want to be married anywhere else? Why would we not want the fullness of the sacrament? 
You know, marriage is hard enough. Beginning it in the house of God and continuing it in the house of God can only help. We do have a trend today, as I said, for destination weddings. Couples getting married outside the church and thinking they have a valid marriage inside the church. Unfortunately, they do not. But the church does offer a way for the couple to have their marriage brought back into the church, and that's called convalidation, sometimes referred to as having your marriage blessed by the church. The church does care about their marriage. In our gospel, the Pharisees are challenging Jesus on divorce. He comes back to them with divorce was not in God's plan, but given to them by Moses because they were a stubborn people. But sometimes, as we know, a marriage does not end up the way we want. And it is not uncommon that we hear of a marriage ending in divorce. However, couples who get divorced are only divorced in the eyes of civil law, not church law. And the church recognizes that. It recognizes that a valid marriage continues until a church annulment is granted. Convalidations and annulments are very sensitive issues for a person, for a couple. If you would like further information about either, I encourage you to call the office and set up an appointment with Father Charlie or myself. We would love to see your marriage come into full communion with the church. For a minute, Think about the good marriages you have known in your life. Why are they good? Are they perfect? What impact do they have on you and your life? Why do you think someone's good marriage is important to you? And if you are married, are you growing deeper in companionship with your spouse? Is your marriage growing in the way that it reflects Christ? By God's grace and your commitment, you can have a marriage that both honors Him and meets your needs. We can use Tobias and Sarah from the book of Tobit as a good example of that commitment. Tobias's and Sarah's wedding has taken place and they are alone that evening and pray to God to bless their marriage. They acknowledge their mari- that their marriage is not only fulfilling their desires, but comes from God, is instituted by God. Because Tobias and Sarah knew that marriage comes from God, they confidently prayed to him, asking for his help. And this is how they prayed, a simple but beautiful prayer. It was you who created Adam, you who created Eve, his wife, to be his help and support. It was you who said, it is not good that man should be alone. Call down your mercy on us and allow us to live together to a happy old age. And together they said, amen, amen. As I say, it is a simple prayer, but a beautiful prayer. It shows their faith in God, a prayer that perhaps all married couples can pray. And may God bless all who are married and extend a special blessing to those who are engaged to be married. 
And may we, like Tobias and Sarah, pray, call down your mercy on us, O Lord, and allow us to live together to a happy old age. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's service. For more information about our church, including upcoming events, please visit us online at goodshepherd-sc.org.